here we yeah. are, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday. We're ready to rock and roll. You know what it takes to be a complete man? 37 years old. I still don't know. 38. <laughs> Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Yeah. <laughs> Here we go, James. Time to drop the heat. Man, you threw me off. You're like, is he 37? No, wait, I'm 37. What happened there? I forget. I forget. <laughs> I forget how old. All right, all you business <laughs> pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We will sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time slot. Don't forget to follow us while you're there on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today is the founder of the world's most powerful business and personal coaching for family-oriented businessmen. If you are like 99% of the men who feel incomplete in some way, feeling like you want more money, time, or freedom, or if you want a more passionate relationship, better health, and optimal performance in your business and personal life, you will want to be sure to tune in today. Our guest has a proven system that will help you live at your highest potential and be the complete man, the guy who experiences complete victory. Don't settle for suboptimal performance in your work, health, or marriage. Tune in to hear from the authority on business growth and men's leadership. Joining us today from our neighbor to the north in Canada, the number one international Amazon best-selling author of The Complete Man. Welcome to the show, the strategist for businessmen, Pradeep Sangam. <laughs> All right, Brady. What, what do you think? What do you think? All right, you're you're on the show. Not even three minutes yet. What what is it compared to some of these other shows you've been on? I love it, man. I, I love your guys' energy. This is awesome. This is it's Friday night, seven o'clock here. I'm, I'm ready to go party. Yeah, <laughs> Start the party, man. That's how we roll, dude. That's how we roll. This is right. awesome. We're in business, man. Let's start off with the with the the prime and proper. What is it that you're selling? What are you helping people do here? Oh wow, I'm I'm helping guys really have the life that they want. So that starts with you can say the relationship, being the father that they want, but also having the time, the energy, the freedom, and the money to really enjoy the lifestyle that they want. So it's it's um it's near and dear to my heart because I see a lot of guys out there working their butts off, but not really having the lives that they want, and they'll sacrifice everything to provide for their families. So my job is to make it easier for them to achieve their goals and their biggest dreams and aspirations a lot easier and a lot faster. Why try to make the world a better place? Why, why did you get into that? Like, uh, you know, you could have done a number of different things. Why that specific area? Why working with men specifically? Why, why helping them get through some of these stuff? What, what happened in your life that maybe, you know, you got into a position where maybe you needed help and then you realize, hey, I actually like doing this for people. 
Sure. Yeah. You know what? It was just a series of events that really led me here because it's it part of it is my upbringing. I, I grew up on an orchard by immigrant parents that came here with next to nothing. And, and they started working on an orchard because they didn't have any formal education. And my brother and I would literally be put in an apple bin while they would be working. So it was a very interesting environment. I had my first job at nine in the orchard, physical labor. I was managing employees at 16. Uh, I became a personal trainer at 17, was always an academic tutor throughout school, for example. And then my parents said, you know what, we don't want you to work your butt off like we do because they came and they sacrificed for us. So they told us to get an education. I went down the academic path and got into the corporate world. I was in business for 14 years. And then I decided to quit one day. My goal was to be a CEO of a major corporation, but I was getting tired of it. It wasn't a challenge anymore. It just didn't align with my values. Um, and, and then I decided to open my own consulting and coaching business because I realized that there's just a lot of business owners and executives and entrepreneurs out there that are struggling when they don't need to. Uh, you can say that I'm, I'm a lifelong learner at heart because I started studying these principles even at a young age when I was in my teens. And on top of that, one of my, my hobbies is actually neuroscience and, and performance psychology because there was a teacher in my elementary school that drew these lines on the chalkboard and put some uh, circles and some words in there and said, this is a mind map. And from that moment, I was like, this is interesting. And I just hooked on to what people talked about brain science at that time, human potential, optimal performance. So that's always been a, a, a hobby of mine. And I'll just give you an example. I, I could go into a test without fully studying and score hundred percent. I could I could memorize a 500 page textbook word for word. Um, and that allowed me to do things that I thought was normal. But I realized after that other when other kids were telling me it's not normal, um, not that I was anything special. I was just able to utilize these things that I was learning and reading about. Wait, so, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Memorizing 500 pages word for word. Uh, like that's not easy. Going in, not studying and getting 100%. You're absolutely right. That is not normal, right? That is not a normal thing. But you're telling me this is something that is learned, not something that's naturally gifted? Well, I think part of it, when I say naturally gifted, I think a part of it was gifted from the perspective of I grew up on an orchard and that's a very mindful environment. You have to be very in tune with your thoughts and your focus because I wasn't like other kids. I would spend sometimes the entire day by myself in the orchard working and with my own thoughts. So I learned how to be mindful and how to use my brain and focus on certain things and not be, you can say, one of those kids that constantly has to be doing something. And I think that gave me an edge over the other kids because they were constantly busy doing other things, playing with video games or whatever it was, that I, I was able to train my, my brain from that perspective. So I think that allowed me to be able to utilize the practical skills a lot more effectively than most people. So Ain't no thing like me said me. That's right. <laughs> so so long story short, the, the real reason and passion why I do what I do is because my dad eventually became a business owner himself. Um, he was an awesome guy. He taught me about masculinity, but he also taught me how to share my emotions because he was a big dude, very strong, was also an ex-police officer in India, but also uh freely shared his emotions. He was one of the most emotional men I knew. 
And when he came into the room, you didn't even have to see him. You could feel his presence. Like, you know, when we talk about mm -hmm. men that have that presence, but long story short, he suffered from alcoholism and that, and he suffered from that for his entire life. As long as I knew him from when I was born. So he, he was struggling with alcoholism before I was even born. And his goal was to hit 65 and say, you know, I came to this country was next to nothing. I have a successful life, have a successful business. Uh, don't have to worry about money, raise two great kids. And now I can take the foot off, off the gas and just say, I did it. But he passed away at 64 and a half from a sudden heart attack mm. because that of sucks. his, yeah, because of his diabetes, which was basically, you can say accelerated because of his alcoholism. So long again, why I do what I do is because I see a lot of guys living like my dad. I see a lot of guys working their butts off evenings, weekends, whatever it is, sacrificing for their family. And they keep telling themselves that they'll pat themselves on the back when they get to a certain stage. So my job is to help them get there and actually pat themselves on the back along the way as well. So I'm very passionate about it. Um, on top of that, you know, we could take a look at what's happening with men these days, um, and especially in key leadership roles. Uh, I think they've lost their backbone. I think a lot of them have lost their values and principles, and that is not bringing great mentorship from the younger for the younger generation. And we uh, need to stand up as men and really stand up for principles and values, which I, I think are starting. Well, they have been lost. We need to bring that back for men. You know, and I was gonna, I was gonna actually. I'm glad you kind of transitioned. It's like you were reading my mind. It must be the bald connection that we're that we're going here, right? <laughs> um, but you know, there, there's a lot of things going on in society. A lot of labels being put out. Um, a lot of things being shut down, canceled, for example, right? And I think uh, masculinity is one of those things. Like it is, it, you know, you have this term called like toxic masculinity, and I think a lot of things get thrown into this idea that being a male and being stronger or being more uh, physical is a bad thing or having like some of these characteristics that we have as males as being a bad thing. You have your book and, and your, your message is being a complete man. What, what kind of pushback are you getting? And, uh, and how do you kind of, uh, work around that, like to make something to say like, look, I was born a male. It's okay. This is my, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more aggressive than you. I have, you know, I, I have more strength than you. It doesn't mean that I don't love you any less. It just means that this is who I am. Yes, exactly. And I think we need to do that because there's such a confusion right now for both men and women, because men are wondering, okay, what does it mean to be a man these days? Am I supposed to be masculine? Am I not supposed to be masculine? Am I supposed to open the door for women? Am I supposed to tell them to do it themselves? All of this kind of confusion, right? And it's leading to a bigger problem in relationships. But long story short, men, we, we are men for a reason. Women are women for a reason. And I you know, I'm not going to discriminate against anybody that might be challenged in terms of whatever their sexual preference is. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is if you innately feel like you're a man, there's nothing wrong with that. If you feel like you're masculine, there's nothing wrong with that. If you feel like you have this drive and this aggression, as long as you're not hurting anybody, there's nothing wrong with that. That's part of being a man. We have and during our lifetime, depending even when you're at a young boy's age or even older, for example, we have 100 times more testosterone than females do. Like that is incredible. That is biological, right? That is that is not something that we can control or we want to subdue because that's what makes us men. We have bigger muscle mass than women do. We're built to be more physical, as you mentioned, right? And that's a good thing because if you talk to any feminine woman, she likes having a masculine man around. So it's important to have this conversation because this whole concept of toxic masculinity is not doing anybody any good. 
because there's a lot of women now that are saying we can't or they can't find masculine men anymore. So I started this journey about five years ago and I really put the foot on the gas about three years ago. And I was I was uh, hearing some feedback at that time. I, I also have the, a podcast called The Male Entrepreneur. And when women would hear that, they'd be like, oh, that's so sexist. Like, what are you talking about? I feel but, you. We're the business bros. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So it's interesting because there's a ton of female entrepreneurial groups specific to women. Right. And there's a whole bunch of women's groups. But when we talk about having something specific for men, then everybody just kind of cringes and says, well, that's sexist, mm -hmm. uh, which is not the case. Right. It's just specifically the conversations are different when you have just men. Right. And men can open up. They might feel a little bit more embarrassed if there's women around. But what's happening now, which is actually pretty phenomenal, is that uh, the feedback that we've gotten from the book, about half of it is from women because there's what we're seeing is there's a ton of women reading it as well. Half of our referrals for business is from women now because they're saying, can you please help my husband or my business partner or some man in my life that needs help? Well, you know, and, and it's funny because we were talking, uh, James, James has a show called uh, Practicing Polyamory, right? And, and, and he invites people of all kinds of different walks of life. And it's really cool because I get to hear in and listen in to other people's perspectives on how they self-identify, how they identify with other groups of people. And I think, uh, you know, I, I think being a male oftentimes right now is almost like being white in America. It's almost castrated in a way, right? Like it's hard. Like you can't do things and call it white because then it becomes racist. You can't do things and call it like all male because then it's sexist. It's, it's a weird little uh, place to be in. But I think what happens as you work through that, we as males, be, you know, we start to have a conflict with ourselves. And, and at some point we need to come to a realization right now, I'm reading a book and I can't remember the author's name, but it's, I can do anything if I only knew what it was. Right. And, and I, mm. I find it really interesting because for me to be reading that book and then connecting with the stories in there, things like I, I'll chase a shiny object. Why am I not focused on this one thing? And then all of a sudden when I get to a point, I go chase something else. Mm -hmm. And it, it's almost like it, it's taking me to, it's very therapeutical because it's taking me back to my childhood and saying, look, there are some traumatic instances in your life that have shaped who you are. That's just part of what happens to everybody. And I think when we're talking about males, the same type of thing here. It's like, you know, there are traumatic instances instances in our lives that have made us, whether we've become, you know, you know, all, all man women hater club or, you know, very uh, nice to 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 the detriment of our own selves. Right. To, to where we're, we're giving everything away. We're doing everything for everybody else to feel accepted, but never taking anything for ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you what do you feel about, you know, addressing, a, a, I guess we can call it like an imposter syndrome almost. Right, of where for males trying to get ahead, but really shutting themselves down every step of the way. Yeah, well, where does it start? I, I truly believe that it starts from mentorship, and that starts at the core of the family, uh, family unit. If we take a look at what's happening in the U.S., for example, it's it's not quite there in terms of the numbers in Canada, but in the U.S., over fifty percent of kids are being raised without full time fathers. So if that mentorship is not there at a younger age, we're going to struggle. We're not going to know what it means to be a man. I'm, I was lucky enough that I had a strong dad and I was lucky enough that I had a strong grandfather who lived with us as well. So talk about extended families not being that uh, evident these days as well, right? We had our grandparents that lived with us, which added a different layer of parenting and mentorship. My grandfather was in the army for 30 plus years in India 
and was also a very spiritual man. His dad, so my great grandfather was a spiritual teacher for 50 years in India. So I got all of these, this mentorship, you can say, this download of information from uh, men in my life. I was lucky enough to have great uncles, very strong physical people because they had to work hard in India. And so they came here and they transferred that knowledge and that skills to me. I can remember when I was a young kid, I had a job at 15 where I was landscaping and it was hard. Like I was trying to keep mm -hmm. up with the men and it was hard stuff like digging and, and it gets hot. Right. And I was on the West coast at that time in Canada. So we get, you know, it's, it, it's a lot hotter there. And I was working my butt off because I wanted to prove to the guy, my uncles and my dad that I could do it. And the best thing that came out of those days was when my uncle and my dad would look at me and said, you did a good job. You worked mm -hmm. hard. You worked hard and you earned it. You know, right now we're giving kids this, you know, it's a free pass for a lot of stuff. We want to give them um, all the stuff that they don't earn. It's all adding on to what's happening with society now. And it's almost, um, you know, I hate this term because people call it neutral, right? We're talking about gender neutrality. Everything is neutral now. It's not neutral, right? We are different for a reason. So we need to be able to have these conversations and actually start. I, I can see that it's actually starting to swing back. The pendulum is starting to swing back now where a lot of men actually are starting to get upset. But I don't think that's the right way to do it. I think we just need to have conversations and hold our ground as men. Because um, here's something that I realized when I... When I got the shirts made for my podcast, The Male Entrepreneur, I even had friends that said, hey, that's an awesome shirt. I want that shirt. But I don't know if I'd ever wear it because I don't want my female mm. clients or people in my circle looking at me like uh, or cutting me off. And I said, if you're if you're that afraid, that tells you something. And that was a sign for me that a lot of these challenges, it's not because of women. It's because of men have allowed themselves and we have allowed ourselves right as men to become or get to this point so we need to be strong and here's another reason because we talk about men being strong but a lot of strong men also as i mentioned before in very powerful positions and i'm going to even say political positions are very belligerent mm -hmm. they're almost abusive they're power hungry and that that brings when you talk about it brings all the guys into that mode where now it's brought to being all this kind of stuff is happening because they're men because they're masculine no it has nothing to do that with that if someone is negligent if someone has poor values or morals that has nothing to do with masculinity that has everything to do with their upbringing and who they are as a person you know and i love how you did that because it's absolutely true it, it, the individual doesn't speak for the masses right and and it doesn't it doesn't identify that it's kind of like when you were talking about uh being different or or that idea of neutral or, or fair or equality those those things are are made up words equal only works in math it doesn't work in real life right it, you know in math you have things that balance and that's great but in real life there's no such thing as balance if you're giving if you're focusing on one thing you're giving up the attention on the other there is no balance in 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 real life i i feel anyways and and the problem with that is when we have a difference when we have a, a difference of opinion we we tend to stop or not wear the shirt for whatever reason because we are we fear being we fear being offensive right and i think less and less people are are afraid of being offended they're afraid of being offensive and i think that's mm -hmm. a big difference right because yes. 
I don't think I'm offended by stuff. There's, you know, you can tell me black jokes. You can tell me, you know, sexist jokes. You can, you can whatever. Sometimes you can even be, you know, outright rude. And I'm not really offended because it's not part of my day, right? I'm not personally offended, but I will prevent myself from doing certain things because fear of offending someone else. Yes. Yeah. And I had to, I actually, that was tough for me because I didn't want to offend anybody when I first started and having these conversations. And I had to kind of tiptoe around a little bit at the beginning. But then I realized, I, 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 take a, I took a look at my intentions and I said, what, what is actually happening here? Okay, so I'm going to put it from a perspective of, uh, of a woman's perspective. But men feel this way too, right? Men will tell me, oh, isn't that sexist that you're just working with men? So I'm like, no, it's not sexist whatsoever. That's just specifically my skill. But from a woman's perspective, here's how I, how I kind of communicate it to them. If I'm able to help men be more successful in life and be more present in life and be more fulfilled in life and be happier, they're automatically going to be more, you can say, successful, and they're going to be more present in their relationship with their woman, right? And they're going to be able to provide more to the woman that they're hopefully in love with, right? And when that happens, this, the, the, the husband and wife relationship is that much stronger and you raise the kids stronger. So ultimately, the work that I do is all about the family units, about benefiting both men, women, and the kids that are involved. Because if we have a bunch of men that are struggling, that don't know what it means to be a man, plus they're having challenges in their business, and they're willing to give it. And we know, right? You guys are the business bros. You guys understand that guys will just sheer will. Willpower is what keeps driving them. They don't want to let their family down, but they're willing to sacrifice themselves along the way. And that's not exactly the best way you want to live, especially if you don't need to. That's where, you know, shifting your life around a little bit and saying, hey, look, it's okay to be a man. It's okay to say no to things. It's okay to feel like, hey, look, if you want to wear the pants in the relationship, then you should wear the pants in the relationship as long as you're not offending your wife, if you're not abusing her, you're not, you know, putting her down or anything like that. If your intent is to provide the best life for your family, then there's nothing wrong with that. And we've lost that, though. Uh, yeah, well, it's it's that whole idea of focusing on the intent, right? Because, you know, it, again, when when I'm being the offensive one, well, the, my intent is to hurt you, right? If mm -hmm. I'm being toxic, if, if I'm actually being a toxic male, then my intent is to abuse you or or hurt our relationship or be superior in some way. But what you're describing is my intent is actually good. I work hard because I want to provide. You know, I I submit because I want to. I am doing it for your love and for your attention. That's a completely different mindset, and, and I think it takes work to. I mean, mental work to actually point out in a situation. You know, I, I was watching this TikTok the other day, and the guy was talking about how how every negative emotion has a positive opposite. And, and I think when we're in a particular situation, you know, I'm, oh my gosh, I'm anxious. I don't know what I'm going to do. You can easily shift that to I'm excited, right? Mm -hmm. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. But it takes that, you know, identifying what it is that you're going through to be able to say, look, this is something different, right? I'm not being offensive and, and be able to articulate that in a way so that you can have some of these discussions and be okay with not agreeing, be okay with, with understanding from another person's perspective that that's their lifestyle. And this is your lifestyle and it's okay to be different, mm -hmm. but accepting and identifying those things, that gets kind of tough. What do you, what do you do? What do you talk to males about? Or what, how do you help them see those different changes in themselves that what they're doing isn't necessarily bad. 
how they're thinking about it might be a little bit off. Well, ultimately, it comes down to uh, the life that they want to have. So the first thing that I work with guys on is uh, emotions, which is really interesting, right? Guys will come to me and say, I want to grow my business by X amount. And I'll say, okay, so when you get to that point, how do you want to feel? And most guys will be like, what do you mean? How, what does that have to do with anything? Well, the whole point, if I'm working with you for however long it is, six months, 12 months, two years to get to help you get to where you are, but you're still feeling the same way and you're not feeling fulfilled or successful or whatever emotion you want to feel, then Loose. it's all for nothing. Yeah. yeah. So we have to work backwards and say, okay, what kind of emotions do you want to feel on a regular basis? So you're just top three to five, name them, whatever they are, excitement surprise, maybe it's passion, maybe it's peace, whatever it is. And then we work backwards and say, what kind of lifestyle will actually support that? So will that be working five days a week? Will it be working two days a week? Will it be working seven days a week? Because some guys just like to work, right? That's their passion. So and how much time do you want to spend with your family? What does that look like? How much money do you want to have? And so we design the life and then actually work backwards from that and say, what kind of business or career will actually support that? Because what guys do is they tend to do it the opposite. They'll jump into the business thinking that the business or the career is going to give them the lifestyle that's going to give them the emotions. And that typically does not work. Nine out of 10 times that fails because they fail to identify how they want to feel in life. And that's important because how you want to feel may be different than how I want to feel. I like to have peace in my life. There's guys I know that are just go, 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 go. They don't want to sit down and have peace in their life. They want to have excitement and they want to be busy. So it's it's different for every single guy. Yeah, and 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 accepting that is 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 difficult too because you're going to hear it from all over. I I I am one of those that I actually like what I do. I'll sit in this. I, this is my like prison if you're if you're <laughs> from the perspective that I work too much, or this is my heaven if you realize that this is what I like to do. I like to sit in here and and get things done. Right. That that's that's what I. Uh, I, I it's not a, a pain for me. It's a joy for me. But it's hard for me to explain that to other people when mm -hmm. when I talk to other people and they're like, "Dude, you work too much." Like, I don't, I don't understand how you're, you're in there. Dude, it's the weekend. Shouldn't you be going out and having fun? I'm like, I, I am dude. Like I am having fun. It, it, this is what I enjoy doing. But at the same time, I, I don't, uh, you know, I haven't really connected with the whole idea of the, of, you know, my own feelings. What is it supposed to feel like at the end? I've, I, it, to me, that's time that I need to take to sharpen my saw, right. To, to actually put that plan together. Otherwise I'm hacking at this tree with this, with this dull ax and it's not really doing anything. Cause I don't have an end feeling in in mind I, I i to this day i love doing the work that i do i don't know what it's supposed to feel like when it ends you know or, or when i've reached a certain level I, I have no idea like i just keep going because i like doing but I, you know now you know talking about you like talking to you about it and, and as i'm going through this other book i'm like i, I really need to sit down and kind of look at things like the morning miracle and and some of these processes in these books that i read all the time and sit down and actually work out that plan sit down and take the time to stop being productive stop you know doing what i normally do and sit down and and really sharpen that saw and figure out what that game plan is going to be how much time do people dedicate to that like how long does it take to come up with something because you know guys we're like well if that's going to take 30 minutes then i don't have time for that <laughs> yeah. well it's it's important because this exercise that i talk uh, about for guys to to do this to to write down actually the lifestyle the vision that they have for their lifestyle can depend some guys will say oh i'll get that done in an hour other guys are like, I got I to gotta take some time because I've lived this way for such a long time. I don't know what it feels like to actually design my life now. 
And so some guys will take an entire weekend. And so I always recommend take the amount of time that it, it takes for you. And, but here's the most important thing, do it on your own terms, which means that you're not looking at other people's expectations, whether that's your, your parents, your siblings, your spouse, or your children, mind you though, right? The important thing to do is notice that they will influence you. And as men, we have a duty to provide what our family needs, right? Because mm -hmm. our wives need attention, our kids need attention. And so that is our foremost important thing outside of our own happiness, because we've committed to be there as a loving husband, as a loving father. And that's not based necessarily on just our, our needs, it's their needs as well. But when you do this exercise, it's important to take a look at the life you want to live because a lot of guys will live their life because they feel like it's providing the life for their family, right? I'm providing a great lifestyle for, and I just had two conversations today with two guys, providing an awesome lifestyle for my, my wife and my kids, but they're complaining that I'm not home as much as I should be, but yet they're enjoying the lifestyle. So I don't know what to do because I'm working my butt off for them. So they have this lifestyle. They want this lifestyle. They're asking for this lifestyle, but then they're telling me that I'm not around as much as they want me to be. What should I do? Right? So th there's a, tough one. That's, that's a tough one. Yeah. That's, that's the, these are the situations that a lot of guys are in. And so it's actually taking that and taking the time for them to actually, for guys to actually create the lifestyle they want. And there's nothing wrong with being, I'm going to say a little bit selfish right? Because if you provide yourself with what you need, you will then be able to provide everybody else who's dependent on you with what they need. Because guys, and one of the biggest things that hurts guys is burnout. There's mm. mental burnout, right? There's emotional burnout. Some guys just are, I've seen this before. I've been in this position before too, where I'm there sitting with my family, but I'm not there. I'm not present. I just don't have the energy to be present. Yeah. Right. I'm there physically, but my mind is just somewhere else where I'm just like, I just, I can't play with my kids right now. I just don't have the energy. So it's important to fulfill our own needs. So we have that energy to be able to give to others as well. But it, it takes figuring out what those needs are, right? It takes figuring out what it is that you want in this life. And I think the other, the other thing that, that was missing there is, uh, is the whole midlife crisis thing. It's when you realize that, wow, that much time has gone by and that much time is estimated left. What have I done? Have I, you know, and that, that realization can get scary for some time for, for a mm -hmm. lot of people, because all of a sudden, you know, recently we had, we had a death in the family and, and, you know, I, I was sitting there looking at, at the photo albums and, and for me, it came to the realization. I was like, man, we're here. And then we turn into a picture like mm -hmm. that. And that's it. Right. And, and all that's left is whatever legacy you left behind, whether it's a video, whether it's a photo album or or or, you know, whatever impact you made. And, and that's it. So we're here only for a little bit. And if we don't realize what we want in life, life's just going to tick by. Yeah. Right. And, and you're going to come to these realizations and these scary points and, you know, take a deep breath because life's not stopping. So you need to, you need to figure out what you want and, and take advantage of the time that you have here on earth. All right, pretty, we're running low on time before we head out. Uh, let people know how they can get a hold of you. How can they can get a copy of your book? Uh, you know, if they want to work with you. Yeah, absolutely. You can reach out to me. Uh, my Instagram handle is Pradeep Sangha. I'm pretty much on every social media handle at Pradeep Sangha. Uh, you can check out Pradeep as well. 
And feel free to message me. I'm very open to that. If you would like a copy of my book, you can also go to completemanaudio.com. That's the audio book. And use the promo code VICTORY75, all one word. So VICTORY and the number 75, and you'll get 75% off the audio book. Nice. That's my kind of book. I love uh, I love the audiobooks. I, I have a hard time sitting down and like turning the page. I still do that every <laughs> once in a while. But for me, it's like, you know, throw that on and uh, I don't know, go pull weeds or go for a run or something that I'm doing just to kind of listen and, and not have a, a, a an actual thinking task, just something mundane. Yeah. But hey, man, thank you very much for coming on the show. What a conversation. I mean, this is again, this is one of those things, you know, you're talking, you know, the complete man, you're talking business bros. Like <laughs> this is like a perfect, perfect conversation to be having, especially in today's era. So I, I really thank you for coming on and for the work that you're doing to help people, you know, males get over some of the stuff that's internally going on with them, right? Be, get out of our own shells. You know, we're not, we, we can be Ninja Turtles here. Time to be the ninja part, not the turtle. So, <laughs> so thank you very much for coming on. Uh, ladies and gents, we'll see you again next week. And again, check out Pradeep's, Pradeep stuff. Pradeep Sangha, scrolling at the bottom of the screen, PradeepSangha.com. Go to uh, find him on social media at Pradeep Sangha. And we'll see you guys again next week. Pradeep, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation. Or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.